of the leadership and things like that. In a news update. So I'll show those videos. For April 3rd, 2023, on a Monday night edition, part number five is where we are. And we'll be uh, going across the plethora of podcast platforms where you can find us, like Stitcher, Spotify.fm, Anchor.fm, and also. Power FM and many, many more Apple Casts as well. Just simply type in top headlines in your favorite web browser or comp or player. Just type in top headlines, national, international news stories, and that's how you found us. Hour number five underway next. The War Room with Owen Shorter. Stay tuned. Monday night. I think he should resist it with everything he's got. Where? Right now. Coming out of that, and it's like witches hunt, doing their own witch hunt, and uh, it shows like how far we've fallen. But I'll let you try to get the other callers, Harrison. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you, thank you very much. I'm very glad to be back. We'll get to one more call here. We only have about a minute left. Let's go to Clayton in Kansas. Uh, investigation into Hunter Biden. Go ahead, Clayton. You're on the air. Hey, Harrison. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, yeah, I'd like to know. Uh, I think I called you last week. And there's been so much developing coming out of the uh, investigation into Hunter Biden. His connection to <clears throat> Chinese energy conglomerates uh, and, uh, like, CESC. Uh, and the documents found in Joe Biden's home that he was renting. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember me calling? Well, I wasn't here last week, so maybe you talked to... Uh... Oh, no, I talked to the young man in the morning. Uh, it was probably Chase. I believe so. Yeah, Chase was sitting in for me. So, yeah, I, did, uh, I, I hadn't uh, talked about it, but I am going to be covering that this week and um, and looking into it because, yeah, but again, it's one of the it's, it's, it's another one of these things, like I was talking about earlier, where people will get into the weeds on Hunter Biden and be like, well, but he's technically, but this is, and it's like, can we zoom out a little bit? Can we zoom out just for a second and see that clearly everything that is going on with Hunter Biden is just evidence of a much, much larger conspiracy. We don't have to worry about the little intricacies of like, he did crack with whores. It's like, well, he was a point man on a massive money laundering scheme that was selling the American presidency to the highest bidder who happened to be communist China. As he says, the spy chief of China was my lead counsel. So we'll get into uh, Hunter Biden this week and uh, I'll be back, God willing. Bright and early, 8 a.m. for American Journal. Hope everybody tunes tunes in. Hope everybody has a uh, a blessed Palm Sunday. And uh, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow. History is happening right in front of us. And I'm not content to sit here and be a spectator in history. I want to be in the front lines in the fight We're for a pro-human future. We're back in the coming up next. Not just for ourselves tuned, as adults, but for our children. You're listening to the, the Freedom Network, the true voice of freedom. awakening happening. And it's the great... According to the media, female Audrey Hale, who identified as a male, murdered six at a Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee, including three children. An anti-gun lobbyist who witnessed the Highland Park parade shooting was at the crime scene with her friend who lost a daughter at the Waffle House shooting. They spent the day telling all the cameras how they were coincidentally there on vacation 
and that America needs more gun laws. I was actually in town just on vacation, um, but I'm a mass shooting survivor. My son and I survived a mass shooting in Highland Park. I am in Tennessee on a family vacation with my son, visiting my sister-in-law. I have been lobbying in D.C. since we survived a mass shooting in July. I have met with over 130 lawmakers. We have to do something. We all have to call our lawmakers, and we all have to make our lawmakers make change now, or this is going to keep happening, and it's going to be your kid, and your kid, and your kid, and your kid next. We now have people in America, and this is not the first time we've heard this, who have experienced more than one mass shooting. That woman was at Highland Park. Um, she's now she's now a, a witness to uh, the, the, the shooting in Nashville. The U.S. military routinely orchestrates simulated crises all over the country and hires civilians to be crisis actors. And we've seen the use of crisis actors in several major events, such as 9-11 and the Boston Marathon bombing. The anti-gun lobby has been accused of using crisis actors for years, but this is a whole new level. And when we look at the details of the Nashville shooting, the presence of the gun lobbyist does not appear to be a coincidence. The Nashville shooting has signs of a typical false flag. The woman being touted by the media as the shooter's good friend who received the Instagram confession is actually just a childhood acquaintance who says she was contacted because she's a local media personality. The alleged shooter was under doctor's care for an emotional disorder. And the shooter is seen wearing two different pairs of shoes within the hour, Pumas going in and Vans going out. But there is more to this false flag than the typical gun grab. This Saturday, a group called Trans Radical Activist Network is organizing a protest in Washington, D.C. called Day of Vengeance. This is reportedly a new movement called Militant Trans, an armed branch of the LGBTQ cult that is threatening to kill those who oppose sex change ops for children. Just hours after the Nashville shooting, the governor of Arizona's press secretary tweeted a picture of a woman wielding two handguns with the caption, us when we see transphobes. This is followed by what appears to be online support. Madonna raises money in Nashville, not for the three murdered children, but for the trans community. A trans named Adam Denker, who now goes by Kayla, recently made headlines for posting a short video with a rifle, threatening to fight back against transphobes. Journalist Andy No is reporting that Denker is a member of Antifa and his former military, which shouldn't be a surprise. The military has changed their code to allow for transsexuals. Military psychologists have been pushing confused personnel into getting radical sexual reassignment surgeries that the military is now paying for. So far in 2023 alone, the U.S. government has spent $10 million to research LGBTQ Americans. And that's nothing. In the year 2017, well over 100 organizations gave $185 million right, to support the, the LGBTQ community. Groundbreaking Gregory's report at band.video. 
Donald Trump has landed in New York City. He's on his way to Trump Tower, where there's a massive Trump rally happening organically. And of course, the Trump haters driving by, doing acts of violence, walking by, doing acts of violence. You know, it's 2016 all over again. Biden, I'm sure, beat him fair and square in an election. I'm sure that's what's going on. It's just so hilarious. It's just so apparent. Even the mainstream news, even CNN, even MSNBC. You know how much time per day they spend talking about Joe Biden, allegedly the president of the United States? Uh, roughly about eh, 30 minutes, give or take 10 minutes, maybe, depending on the day. So Joe Biden, on an average day on the mainstream corporate news networks, gets about 30 minutes of coverage. Donald Trump, on the average day of corporate news media, is pushing about four to five hours. Yeah, who really won the election? Who's really the president? And now they've got multiple choppers in the sky. I mean, they've got every angle in Florida, in New York, every angle of Trump's plane, every angle of Trump's... I mean, it's just, it's the obsession. Yeah, it's an but, right. oh, I'm sure Biden won the election Trump fair and square. You've got massive rallying for Donald Trump happening in Florida today. Trump I mean massive. Trump You've got massive rallying happening for Donald Trump in New York City today. And where is Joe Biden? Nowhere. He's nowhere to be seen. He's nowhere to be he's found. He does about 10 minutes of work a day. They lure him out of his bed with ice cream and little kids. He does a 10-minute public statement and then disappears for the rest of the day. And nobody bats an eye. Nobody cares because he's not the real president. It's obviously Donald Trump. The president in persecution. The president in exile. And that's what we have going on today. And I, I, I got to be honest with you, folks. Aside from just standing up for Donald Trump because it's it's just the right thing to do with this political persecution and, and understanding what he represents and what he symbolizes now, even for all his faults and his mistakes. But I got to tell you, meanwhile, I mean, I don't know. I might be ready to say my guy, Vivek Ramaswamy, continues saying all, virtually all the right things and making campaign promises that Donald Trump wouldn't even have touched with a 10-foot pull. So even though I support Donald Trump, who did win a second presidential election, and I support Donald Trump, who is being politically persecuted by the deep state wrongly, there's a part of me that sits back and says, you know, you kind of did this to yourself. Not that that's even right. Just because you do the right thing doesn't mean you should be politically persecuted. But it's like you were the president you didn't drain the swamp, now they're coming after you. Again, that's not right. He shouldn't be having to deal with this. But he could have stopped this from happening ahead of time. He didn't do it. 
And now I've got Vivet going out saying, uh, calling out the political persecution of Douglas Mackey. No one else has commented on that. He's making promises to abolish federal bureaucracies like the IRS and the FBI. Trump never did that. He's calling out the trans sex agenda for what it is, evil and a lie. Trump never did that. He's promised to end all affirmative action, ending man-made climate change lies. Donald Trump never promised any of that. But that's an aside. But I can't ignore what Vivek is doing right now. And I'm not going to let you not know about it either. But having said that, obviously, Trump is the bigger story, bigger than Joe Biden, because everybody knows Trump is the real president, not Joe Biden, even the mainstream news. That's why they don't follow Joe Biden's activity all day long. They follow Donald Trump's. And that should tell you everything you need to know. Let me tell you what we got coming up. We'll be monitoring the situation as Trump is pulling up to Trump Tower in New York City right now. Massive crowds outside. Of course, violent Democrats are driving by and spitting on people and yelling at people and cursing people out. And violent Democrats are walking by and attacking people and, and spitting on people and, and assaulting people. This is what you expect. It's 2016 all over again. And it's odd because I was thinking about this, how really the 2016 energy when it came to the violence and the assaults, it was the Trump haters on Trump supporters. That, that was the big influx of violent activity was the Trump haters versus Trump supporters. Now, that's kind of gone away. There's still elements of it out there, but not nearly what it was. Now, the big, the, the high amplitude, the, the highly focused and vitriolic assaults are coming from trans individuals versus conservatives. And we saw all kinds of examples of that over the weekend. We may even have the time to highlight some of that. But I, I remember, I remember 2015, I remember 2016, I remember 2017, when the Democrat left went into full terrorist mode and was attacking anything that they could relate to Trump. I mean, physically attacking. I've been attacked multiple times. The death threats. Maxine Waters encouraging it. Kamala Harris encouraging it. You know the story. Well, that's kind of subdued. This current phenomenon with the Trump indictment and Trump supporters hitting the streets again might reinvigorate that violent Democrat to attacking again. But right now, the real hatred, the real violence are coming from trans individuals against conservatives and Christians. So again, may have time to highlight that. But then you have Eric Adams. This is stunning. Eric Adams. No, he's not talking about Antifa in this clip. No, he's not talking about Black Lives Matter in this clip. No, he's not talking about the radical transurrectionists from last week in this clip. Who is Eric Adams talking about, the mayor of New York City, in this clip? Maybe some rabble-rousers. Thinking about coming to our city tomorrow, a message is clear and simple. Control yourselves. Your city is our home, not a playground for your misplaced anger. We are the safest large city in America because we respect the rule of law in New York City. 
And although we have no specific threats, people oh. like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is known to spread mis misinformation and hate speech, uh, she stated she's coming to town. While you're in town, be on your best behavior. As always, we will not allow violence or vandalism of any kind. And if one is caught participating in any act of violence, they will be arrested and held accountable, no matter who you. You know, that's funny because this story, this happened in New York City over the weekend, shot New York City parking garage worker who fired at suspected thief weeps while handcuffed to bed. So a guy gets shot. When a criminal walks into the parking garage he works at, he defends his life. He gets arrested. He got arrested. The guy that got shot. The guy that tried to do his job and defend the parking garage. He got arrested. Not the criminal. It should be the other way around. Oh, but getting back to Mayor Adams. Please behave yourselves. How many times did he say that about Black Lives Matter and their riots? Zero times. How many times did he say that about Antifa and their riots? Zero times. How many times did he say that about the anti-Trump protesters burning cars and smashing windows? Zero times. How many times did he say that about the trans insurrectionists and their trans week of vengeance that resulted in bloody assaults all across the nation? Zero times. Do you get the point, folks? If you're a conservative, if you're a Christian, if you're a white person, which it isn't even skin color anymore. If you voted Trump, you're white now even if you're black, you are now considered less. You are now a lower class citizen. You are now realizing the hierarchy, the caste system that the Democrats and the liberals have put you under. You get no rights. You don't get to defend yourself. You don't get free speech. You get political persecution. You get violently attacked. And never do you get justice. Is this the future of America or can we save this country and restore it? I don't know. Let's talk about it. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our constitution does not become the next president again. That's what we should have done with you. Well, there it is right there from Joe Biden. And that's what we are witnessing. Boy, oh, boy. I just I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take for the American people to understand. A, the Democrat Party is the largest hate group and terror group in the history of the United States of America, still is to this day, a criminal organization, and that the globalists politically want to end your status as a sovereign citizen and individual with rights given by God and turn you into a digital slave. Until we accept, realize those things, and act upon those truths, we are going to continue to spiral further into tyranny and degradation. Until we recognize that, understand that, and respond accordingly. And until then, nothing is going to change. And we hoped it was going to be Donald Trump as the president that would put that to an end and stop that and reverse course, but... Here we are today, and it's worse than ever before. Yep. No matter how much you love or Donald Trump, love or hate Donald Trump, that's a fact. That's a fact.
So now we're going to find out just how committed they are. Are they going to arrest Donald Trump and not let him go? Are they going to gag him so that he can't campaign or talk about the political persecution? Tell me, could Joe Biden get an audience like Donald Trump? Of course not. Of course not. Tell me, have they talked about Joe Biden today on the corporate news media? No, they haven't. You know what they've been talking about all day? Donald Trump. Who's the real president, folks? That's why they're talking about him, because he's the one. Not Joe Biden. He should be the one running. No. Nobody gives a damn about what Joe Biden does. Nobody gives a damn about what Joe Biden says, except to point out that he's a liar and a criminal and a fraud and not a legitimate president. I mean, I don't have CNN or MSNBC in front of me right now, but I'd, I'd be willing to make a hefty bet they're talking about Donald Trump and not Joe Biden. Just like it's been all day, just like it's been all weekend, just like it's been all week, just like it's been all year, just like it's been all Joe Biden's so-called presidency. Who's the real president? Who's the real mover and shaker? If it was Joe Biden, they'd be talking about him all day. They never do. They talk about Donald Trump. So here's Donald Trump arriving at Trump Tower today. And he is expected to turn himself in tomorrow in what is going to be an absolutely unruly scene in New York City. But this is what the Democrats wanted. This is what the Democrats were always going to do. Joe Biden just told you at the beginning of the segment, this is what Alvin Bragg campaigned on. I'm going to make an innocent man guilty. That was Alvin Bragg's campaign promise. He's now delivered. Uh, hey, I'll give that to him. He delivers on promises. Trump doesn't. Trump didn't d drain the swamp. Alvin Bragg arrested Donald Trump. One, one campaign promise delivered. The other, uh, well, delivered in a different way. So... We're going to be covering this. I, I, I got other news, though, that we need to cover as well. And I got a guest coming up. But, you know, the one story that I've been talking about, and I, I'm telling you, I follow the news, the media, talk, radio, and everything, and nobody is really getting this. It's, it's very few and far between where you're actually getting this type of coverage. And it's been right here at InfoWars. It's been yours truly. And you may recall, in fact, guys, pull up last night's Alex Jones show. I think I even put out the segment. And I did a whole segment last night talking about what a World War III type situation might be. And I explained how in this, in this current time and space, I don't see where the U.S. goes. I don't see the U.S. having any allies, in fact. And I was explaining that last night. And what was the one country I said to keep your eye on to see what it would look like for the United States if they did decide to go to war with Russia? And I said Japan. Yep. Because they're one of our strongest allies, politically, totally geopolitically, more. culturally, except not anymore. So if the U.S. decides to launch a war against Russia in Ukraine, who will be our allies? No. China? No. Obviously not Russia. Nope. 
Iran, of course not. Nope. Saudi Arabia, nope. India, nope. nope. Mexico, nope. Brazil, nope. France, nope. NATO countries, not so nope. fast. Maybe Japan. But I'll come back to that. Saudi Arabia, nope. Saudi Arabia to cut oil production by half a million barrels per day until the end of 2023, oil prices go up 6%. That is a direct shot across the bow of the United States of America. The Saudis know the U.S. is weak under Joe Biden. They know Joe Biden has turned our energy production off. And so they've got plenty of energy reserves. They've got plenty of oil reserves. They've got plenty of oil domestically. They don't need us. And they don't need more oil. So that we do. The U.S. is the one that needs the oil. The U.S. is the one that needs the energy. So OPEC is sh shutting it off in a 100% shot across our bow. That was 100% aimed at us. And your media and your politicians don't understand, don't seem to understand how serious this is. Maybe when your gas is five, six dollars a gallon, you'll get it. But that's not even the issue. The issue is that the U.S. no longer has any allies. And you might think the Saudis are bad and you might be right about that. But that's not even the point. We're trying to start a world war with Russia and we don't have any allies and nobody respects Joe Biden. Oil prices soar after Saudi Arabia leads coordinated OPEC cuts, totaling more than one million barrels a day. So the entire OPEC is now being aimed against the United States. And why wouldn't they? We're not making any oil. So they don't care. End of the dollar. India uses rupees rather than U.S. dollar for international trade. 18 countries agree to trade now in India rupees. Used to trade in U.S. dollar. Not anymore. That's a big deal. What about Mexico? Mexico now seriously considering joining BRICS, another blow to America under the corrupt Biden administration. I told you that was going to happen last year, and I'll tell you right now, it's not might. They're not considering they will join BRICS. Bet it. I'll tell you, the American media and politicians really don't understand the situation we're in. They've been living in denial for too long, and they still can't get it. But here you go. What did I say? Eyes on Japan. Another loss for the U.S. Japan breaks with Western allies, buys Russian oil at prices above cap, and they're not going to be using the U.S. dollar in a very short period of time. Infowars, tomorrow's news today. This country's never been in a worse place politically and geopolitically. We have no more allies around the world, and our real president is being arrested. No, no. Donald Trump arriving at Trump Tower today. When they arrest him tomorrow, do you think they'll really let him go? Do you think they'll gag him? Is this their big move to end Donald Trump's run? Well, we'll know in about 24 hours or less. And of course, we'll have the coverage right here at Infowars.com and band.video. Remember, we are listener-supported. It's your support at InfoWarsStore.com that makes everything we do here possible. And we make it easy because we sell products that you need, like toothpaste, like emergency food supplies, air filtration, water filtration, which is all back in stock right now at InfoWarsStore.com. 
the one year, six month, three month or one month emergency food supplies. I mean, you see the country collapsing all around you, folks. Uh, now's the time to get prepared and hope you don't need it. Now's the time you get prepared and hope you don't need it rather than need it and not have it. Emergency food supplies in stock right now at InfoWarsStore.com, meaning when you order it, it's getting shipped. It's not you're getting put on a list and it ships who knows whenever it's in stock. No, it's in stock. It ships when you order it right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And you can do the work for yourself to find the cheapest, highest quality storable food out there. But we've already done it and we put it at InfoWarsStore.com. So it's your support there that keeps us on the air. And we appreciate you for that. Okay. Meanwhile, meanwhile, as we're all watching Donald Trump, there's another candidate right now that I think is doing great work, and that's Vivek Ramaswamy. I've not heard a single candidate, in fact, not just a candidate from the Republican Party, I'm not sure I've heard of a single Republican mention the name Douglas Mackey. Vivek Ramaswamy has. wonder why. He says, Douglas Mackey now faces a staggering 10 years in prison for poking fun at his political opponents, yet people on the other side did the exact same thing with impunity. This is a frightening weaponization of our justice system. I will fix this as president and will announce my specific commitment soon. And did you remember this video? They're arresting Mackey for making a meme on the Internet, supposedly to deceive voters. Well, what is this then in clip 11? Hey, everybody, this is Christina Wong, and uh, I'm coming out. I'm a Trump supporter. And I just want to remind all my fellow Chinese Americans for Trump, people of color for Trump to vote, vote for Trump on Wednesday, November 9th. Really important day. We're going to show this country who's boss. And that's our man, Donald Trump. So don't forget to vote Donald Trump on November 9th. So that's obviously a joke. Even if it was meant to deceive Trump voters intentionally, it's a joke. It's not a crime. Now, will she get charged? Will she get arrested? Will she face 10 years in jail? Nope. No, because she's a liberal. Or whoever that is. I don't even care who that is. She can be liberal conservative. The point is, it's a joke. But why did Douglas Mackey get charged and get 10 years in jail? Because he's a conservative and he went after the Democrats. You're not allowed to go after Democrats. You can go after Republicans. You can lie about them, attack them. Hell, kill them all day long and you'll be supported by the mainstream media and the Democrats. But you do anything that's anti-Democrat party, you're going to get arrested. So that's Vivek Ramaswamy pointing that out. Again, nobody else. I haven't heard any other Republican, no presidential candidate, not even Donald Trump. Nobody else has said that name. Uh, Vivek did, though. Here's Vivek again. Joe Biden cut the act and admit the truth. This is Vivek responding to Joe Biden promoting Transgender Day. Again, I don't see how many other conservative, uh, how many other presidential candidates are saying this? Vivek is. Joe Biden, cut the act and admit the truth. When someone identifies as a gender different from their biological sex, that's usually a sign that they suffer from a mental illness. We should treat every human being with dignity and respect, and that's why I reject the idea that this is somehow humane to affirm a kid's confusion rather than actually help them. It is humane. Stop it. Vivek Ramaswamy. 
Vivek, again, I will end affirmative action. I will totally dismantle the climate cult. I will use our military to secure our borders from the drug cartels and end the fentanyl crisis. I will not apologize for leading an American revival. Here's Vivek on Meet the Press this weekend in Clip 18. Shut down the Department of Education, reform the administrative state. Actually, you want to talk about solving the fentanyl crisis using the military to get that job done. That's something I've pledged to do. Not just building the wall, but using actually the U.S. military to secure the border. These are policies. May run into legal issues with Well, I've actually, actually, we've studied this actually in depth, and I'd love to go into depth with you. I think that that's actually a mistaken conception. We've mm-hmm. spoken to actually a lot of legal scholars on this, yeah. and we could have a whole episode on that. But even taking on affirmative action, mm-hmm. abandoning the restrictions on the American energy sector, I think these are things that I will be able to take to the next level because we're doing it on principled moral foundation. Boy, I'll tell you what, I'm obviously not into the Ron DeSantis bashing. Um, I'm not necessarily against kind of the infighting, but I've, I've, I don't, I've, I've made my statement. It's clear to me Ron DeSantis is not ready to run for president, and I hope he won't. Vivek, on the other hand, this has been a gift to the 2024 presidential campaign. This has been a gift to any serious conservative commentator looking for real issues being talked about from a conservative candidate, it's Vivek. And I'm sorry, but it's really not even Trump. And I've explained why I still support Trump. I've explained why at this point Trump probably still has my vote. It's mostly the international issues, the geopolitical issues, and just the redemption run that he's earned. But I'll tell you, if I'm not ready to say I'm supporting Vivek for president in 2024, I will tell you, I hope Donald Trump, if does if he doesn't just bring him into his administration, I hope he makes him the vice president. Yeah, at least that. At I least hope he makes good. Vivek his vice president. Vivek is pretty good, too. This is the only person that's really uh, campaigning with a true agenda and a message as far as I'm concerned. And, and Trump's already been there. We know what he's about. and He's dealing with the political persecution, so it's a little different. And he gets the massive crowds. Obviously, Vivek couldn't do that. But I'm following Vivek's campaign, and nobody is offering solutions. Nobody is offering anything close to what Vivek is offering. Not even close. In fact, guys, if you can for me, I didn't have this in front of me. If you go to Vivek's website, he's made like nine or ten promises. I mean, he's talking about abolishing the IRS, abolishing the FBI. This is what we want. This is what we need. We need to be amplifying Vivek's message, not ignoring it. Even if he isn't really possible to win in this go-around, this is the winning message. This needs to be the conservative message going forward. Because, quite frankly, even Trump's message is, is kind of dead on arrival now because he already had four years. Look at where we're at. And now it's just the whole notion of we got to get Trump back in there to save us internationally, geopolitically. And hopefully this time he'll have enough, uh, let's say, gusto. I mean, what do you want to say? He'll have enough uh, momentum. He'll actually have the drive and the will to drain the swamp and destroy the deep state. I mean, he says he was going to do it, and then he didn't. And now he's saying he's going to do it again. I mean, maybe he will this time. But uh, I'll tell you what, if you want the message that needs to be the future of the Republican Party, if you want the message that is the winning message, it's everything, pretty much everything Vivek is saying and doing. Shut down the federal government, shut down all these alphabet bureaucracies, shut, I mean, just shut it down.
That's what the American people need. Get the government off our back. Vivek understands it. Let's go back in time a little bit. Let's go back in time. And I'll explain why. Well, actually, I'll start with this. From ABC News this weekend, the U.S. leads the world in weather catastrophes. Here's why. Do I need to tell you about why? Do, do, I mean, you know what they're blaming, right? Yeah, man-made climate change, of course. Yeah, that's what it is. It's not, even though China and India have much more carbon emissions than the United States, it's not even close. It, it's, it's our carbon emissions causing the catastrophes here. Yeah, I'm sure. Or maybe it's a weather weapon. I don't know. You figured out. But it's definitely not our carbon emissions. But no, they tell you it's you causing the weather disasters, and so you need to just die, really. I mean, you know, first it's shut off your energy and stop driving cars and everything, but uh, really, you just need to die. But the same people telling you this, here's what they told you in 2009 in clip three. There is a 75% chance that the entire North Polar Ice Cap during summer, during some of the summer months could be completely ice-free within the next five to seven years. You have no. sea ice, which is melting at a rate that the Arctic Ocean now increasingly is exposed. In five years, scientists predict we will have the first ice-free Arctic summer. Nope. <clears throat> so what happened at the North Pole that Al Gore said would be completely melted by now? They had to remove the signs at the glacier park that said this glacier, this park will be, this glacier park will be glacier free by the year 2020. They had to remove that sign. The glaciers were bigger than ever. So uh, Al Gore, John Kerry says that essentially he's claiming Antarctica is just going to melt. Saying Antarctica is going to melt. Well, you know. He okay, what happened? He well, a team of scientists so believed Al Gore and believed John Kerry. That was their first mistake. So, and so they took a ship that. down to the South Pole to see how much it had melted. And do you know what happened? It got stuck in ice before they could even reach their destination. Stuck in ice. They melted, all right. That's why they got stuck. So these same people that are known liars and provably inaccurate in their predictions are still getting policy made even though everything they told you is wrong. Yeah. Okay, well, that's one issue. Why you know, else would I be talking about Al Gore today? Because I may still be pretty young, but I'm old enough to remember. Make it look like that, but it's not working. I'm old enough to remember Bush versus Gore. And I'm old enough to remember the Democrats complaining about a stolen election from Al Gore. Remember that? Yeah. Oh. Oh. So you can complain about a stolen election from Al Gore. Then you complain about a stolen election from Hillary Clinton. But if a Republican says, God forbid, that Trump was stolen, that the election was stolen from Trump, that is a punishable offense. See? Yeah, that's, that's a crime. You that you need to be shut down for. Yeah, you need to be taken off the air for. That's and true. the deception continues. Joe Manchin is upset. But, Joe, you're the one that continues to be a Democrat and 
deceived by your fellow Democrats. Joe Manchin is angry that Joe Biden's regime is writing rules and regulations that are totally foreign to what he thought the Inflation Act would do. Folks, your politicians are either all blackmailed and don't give a damn or they're just that lazy. So, Joe, are you telling me you didn't read the bill? Because we all knew it had nothing to do with inflation reduction. We read the bill, what we could get our hands on, what we had time to read. We knew it was all about stopping man-made climate change and, and, and foreign money and Ukraine. The thrust of the Inflation Reduction Act was money for Ukraine and man-made climate change green policies. So, Joe, if you didn't know that, that's on you, dude. We all knew that. How did they slip that one by you? It's like the same thing. Lindsey Graham goes on primetime with Jesse Waters, and Jesse says, you know, Lindsey, this is a bad bill, this Restrict Act. We need to stop it. And then Lindsey bashes the bill, and Jesse says, wait a second, Lindsey, you know that you co-sponsored the bill, right? You signed the bill. He didn't even know. Lindsey Graham co-sponsoring bills he doesn't even know about. Joe Manchin signing bills he doesn't even read. There's your problem. Then there's Joe Biden. What's he doing today? He's telling you there's another pandemic coming. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know where his pants are. He doesn't know where his wallet is. Most of the time, he's not even sure where he himself is. The other day, he was in Philadelphia, and he started looking up at the sky, literally like, you know, Abe Simpson in The Simpsons. He started looking up the, up the sky, pointing at the sky and shouting and screaming at the sky. That's how low he's, that's where he's at. And then here's Joe Biden at a press conference. So he doesn't know where he's at. But somehow he knows there's another pandemic coming in clip 10. Not from Congress. Well, we'll get through at least this year. We, we do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. Fan for the second pandemic? Fan for the second pandemic? Is that what he said? Yeah, so Joe Biden told you that they would politically persecute and arrest Trump, stop him from running. Now here we are. There's Joe Biden telling you there's going to be another pandemic. So just remember that clip when they launch their second pandemic. It'll probably be next year. If they can't get Trump out of the way, they'll just launch a pandemic and do more election shenanigans. That's right. So he warned you. He said they That's were going to persecute Trump works. to stop him from running. That was in 2022. Works. Now here we are. So there's Joe Biden in 2022 saying there's going to be a second pandemic. So when is that going to be? Mm-hmm. I guess Joe Biden is Nostradamus. Yeah, I guess he's finally got some foresight. Yeah, no, they all knew it was coming. Yeah, they knew the, the arrest of Trump was coming. Yeah. And they know they're going to launch another pandemic. Well, Except it's, it'll probably be a lot worse. They're talking about, I think it's the Marburg is what the virus is that they're talking about in Africa right now. The U.S. is sending a bunch of um, doctors and, and health experts over there to stop this Marburg or Marburg virus. And this is even worse. It's like a uh, hemorrhagic, I think is what it's called. It basically, it makes you bleed out of your eyes and your ears and everything. So imagine with all the fear-mongering they did of COVID... Imagine if you had a virus that was making you bleed out of your eyes and ears. Imagine the fear-mongering and imagine the fear that will set in from that. And so Joe Biden just told you they have that planned. 
So is anybody going to do anything to stop that from happening? Probably not. They need to. Probably not. So we'll go through another pandemic and it'll totally be staged and scripted just like the first one. Not not saying that there won't be a virus or people won't die, uh, but it, it's controlled. It's an operation. It's a military operation against you. It's a psychological operation against you. So just remember, Joe Biden told you they would arrest Trump 2022. They did it. He told you there'd be another pandemic. So they're going to do that, too. And then there's John Fetterman. New and improved John Fetterman does interview with CBS Sunday Morning, reveals shocking details of post-election condition. And they're saying he had depression. Quote from Fetterman, I had stopped leaving my bed. I had stopped eating. I was dropping weight. I had stopped engaging some of the most important things that I love in my life. So why are you still a senator? If you can't talk, if you can't walk, if you can't think... If you can't hear, if you can't eat, if you can't get out of bed, why in the hell are you still a senator? I don't know why either. No, this is just like Joe Biden. John Fetterman is being used and abused by the Democrat Party. And you know what's actually maybe even more pathetic than John Fetterman in this issue? Dr. Oz. Jeez, Dr. Oz, you really disappeared quick, didn't you? I guess we find out how much you really cared about the country. Not at all. For you to disappear. So Fetterman does the disappearing act, but so does Dr. Oz when he could be filling in that gap and making a strong point and instead he disappears. Really pathetic, in my opinion. So John Fetterman can't get out of bed, but he's somehow still a senator. Why? Because the whole thing was an act. The whole thing was a front. And the Democrats spent almost a quarter billion dollars to get Fetterman in the office, so he's not allowed to leave. That cost too much. But if you can't think, you can't talk, you can't walk, you can't get out of bed, you can't eat, you probably shouldn't be a senator. Yeah, much less but a president. This whole thing, yeah, I, I'm, I, I've decided, I, I know this is going to rub some people the wrong way, but that's okay because it's tough love. Folks, I'm not saying depression isn't real, but there's only one person that can de- beat depression, and that's you. You have to have the willpower to get yourself out of bed and decide to conquer the day. That's right. And not let your depression conquer you. Okay? I'm sick of this. Oh, my gosh, I have anxiety. I need to stay at home all day. He likes to ask the question, are you a boy or a girl? And MASH answers, I'm just a kid. But a kid. But kids can be boys or girls. They can be boys or girls. Yeah. Maybe non biased. Yeah. Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. I need your corporate number. Because I'm going to talk, call them and talk about how it's misgendered several times in this store. You're not being polite to the pronoun. Because disrespect. Okay, forget about the disrespect. Facts don't care about your feelings. It turns out that every chromosome, every cell in Caitlyn Jenner's body is male, with the exception of some of his sperm cells. You cut that out now, or you'll go home in an ambulance. Yeah, that seems mildly inappropriate for a political discussion. There's all these calls here. Sounds peaceful, doesn't it? For the International Day of Rage of the Trans People. Men that think they're women and women that think they're men out with sandwich boards with images of rifles saying trans rights or else. And the main trans resistance movement came out and said, the shooter's a victim too, you made him do it when it's a her one of the things that we saw during the midterm elections is that 
people don't want their freedoms to be taken. They want us to fight for their freedoms. And so it is shameful, it is disturbing, and uh, our hearts go out to uh, the, those, the trans community as they are under attack right now. In the fight for human rights, we must affirm that trans rights are human rights. Do not touch him. Don't touch him. This guy just shot the old guy right down on the ground. Really? There is still a lot that we don't know about Monday's horrific and deadly mass shooting at a Nashville Christian school. But after police said the suspect was transgender, one thing is clear. Tennessee's already under siege transgender community is terrified. One advocate told NBC News, we are already fearing for our lives. Now it's even worse. The right wing moral panic over transgender people living their lives or seeking medical care or simply existing obviously predates the Nashville massacre. But some on the right are linking the tragedy to their raging nationwide crusade against transgender people in ways that are just dangerous and frankly evil. Three adults, two nine-year-olds, and one about to turn nine had been shot dead. Moreover, when we advance equality and racial justice we're in, and invest in young people, protect the LGBTQ plus uh, uh, individuals, our societies are not only fairer, but they're stronger. International Day of Rage and Violence coming up April 1st, and it's an image of a trans person with an AR-15. Nobody's going to save them. Why? The state isn't getting access to children to sterilize them. They're putting up a little bit of a fight. So the answer is, let's go out and get violent. Notice a pattern? Colorado Springs shooter identifies as non-binary. Denver shooter identified as trans. The Evaldi shooter was into that, too. Aberdeen shooter identifies as trans. Nashville shooter identified as trans. Confused, freaked out, whacked out people on major, major, major hormones. For someone who identifies as transgender, however, that's not a problem in their body. Gender identity, all identities, they're in our thoughts. Thoughts and feelings, those are not hardwired, they develop. And they may be factually wrong or factually correct. Uh, the definition of a delusion is a fixed false belief. Guys, you're not protecting a kid by cutting his wiener off! You kids! You should not have your A lot of these people that identify as non-binary or transgender are high-functioning autists. You'll see now in the media they're talking about Aubrey Hale was a high-functioning autist. So that is the crux of this problem is that we're basically enabling people that are actually mentally challenged. It's even stronger than gender dysphoria. They're actually suffering from autism. And that is why this society is getting so bad because the increased rate of autism is going to only increase the rate of transgenderism. It's very sad, but they're howling, they're they're barking at the moon, they're chirping, and they're just rolling them in like, here's where you're loved, here's All where you're right. accepted. And unfortunately, we've got like more of this clown. content to cover. I know, folks, believe me, I'm sick of it too. But someone has to stand up against these pedophiles, so we'll take that role. A great Texas activist is joining us now, and that is Sarah fields you can find her on twitter at sarah is censored her website texasfreedomcoalition.com yes she's with those great people as well and 
Uh, full disclosure, I, I was not too familiar with Sarah's work. I'd, I'd seen it over the years, but I wasn't too familiar with her. And I saw that she was out at it alone. I believe it was last Tuesday or Wednesday at the Texas State Capitol with a bunch of pro-child mutilation protesters. And uh, Sarah, I have to be honest with you, my heart broke a little bit um, because seeing you out there by yourself, I mean, I, I go at it by myself, but look, I'm a man, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a raging masculinist, and so I don't really mind putting myself in those situations. But for you to be out there alone as a mother, uh, it hit me a little differently, and you were stunned at the lack of support. And um, sadly, I've become accustomed to that, and so it didn't stun me as much. But talk about what it was like being out there at the Texas Capitol filled with a bunch of men dressed as women going in and out of the women's bathrooms where there's children in there, by the way, screaming and shouting, doing a die-in after a trans individual murdered six people and then they claim they're the victim. Just talk about what it was like to go through that and why, why don't we get more support here in Texas? Right. Um, so let, let me first start off by saying I was not completely alone. Um, we were definitely <clears throat> a handful of activists out there. One of the, we had, I had Michelle Evans with me. I also have, um, Tracy Shannon, who is the Texas director of mass resistance, as well as Kevin Witt and maybe a few other people. Um, but at the end of the day, 2,800 people were registered to speak for that bill, and under 100 actually expressed support for the bill, which would ban pediatric gender modification and the surgeries that are being done on children. Um, there were thousands there that were ready to testify against the bill. There was probably well over 1,000 people trans activists there that were 100% against us. And it was very emotional. It was very overwhelming. Um, and just a handful of us did feel very alone. And it was honestly kind of shocking because you see such so much attention being brought to this issue, right? It's one of the most prevalent issues in the state of Texas where we're trying to protect children from literal mutilation uh, on their bodies, um, from doctors and from the parents that are being pushed into it, from a doctor that'll tell them, well, do you want a dead child or do you want a trans child? It's absolutely heartbreaking um, that that is happening. But we were in that uh, room for a good 12 hours. I believe it started in the afternoon and it did not end until midnight. If you left the room, you lost your place in the room, um, you lost your seat. So most of us, if we had to go to the restroom or whatever, you know, during the time of that, um, of, of, through the time of the committee, we tried to just not leave the room. Um, and there were so many people there to testify against the bill. But one of the most heartbreaking things also is that you are given two minutes to speak. When they tell you to speak, you're, you're given a full two minutes, which is not that long in order to say everything you want to say. And after two minutes, if you are asked a question, you are literally given the floor. You can speak for however long you want, and it's a very broken system. 
There was a doctor there who was not even from the state of Texas. This doctor was from Minnesota, was given the floor for nearly two hours to speak about how much they wanted to, how much uh, children deserve the right to be able to choose whether they wanted to be a boy or girl. Basically, this doctor was literally advocating um, the, uh, the, the surgeries for children. Two hours. And, and, and just, just to be clear, does this doctor perform the surgeries? Yes. So this doctor has a self-interest to keep these surgeries going because they're making tens of thousands and in the long run, potentially millions of dollars on this genital mutilation of children. So, of course, there's a self-interest there. Yes, absolutely. And there were less than less than 100 people were allowed to testify. Um, those who did testify against the bill, a very large majority of them were doctors, which is absolutely unreal to me. How you know, it's almost like the, uh, the the vaccine companies that are pushing the vaccine, but they're making money off of the vaccines to me that it's the same. It's the same concept. And but what was absolutely heartbreaking to me was that there was a detransitioner there named Prisha. And the doctor that spoke, like I said, was given a very long time to speak. And they, at the end of uh, him or her speaking, actually, it was a trans, by the way, because I, so I'm not even sure if it was a man or a woman. Um, I didn't, I didn't know. Uh, but at the end, they were praised. They were told they were doing such a good job by some of the Democrat committee chairs. Um, and, but like I said, this doctor was not even from Texas. Lived in Minnesota. Uh, worked out of Minnesota, came to Texas to testify for this bill. Prisha, who was a detransitioner, came and told her story about what happens with puberty blockers, what happens with cross-sex hormones uh, when it's done to you as a child. And I felt so heartbroken for her um, because she had had both breasts removed. Um, she had facial hair. She had very thin hips, very broad shoulders from all the testosterone that was given to her. She's going to be permanently disfigured for the rest of her life. And she came there to speak on that and to uh, to speak for the bill. She was given a full two minutes to speak, um, not long at all. And then by the time Prisha was done, um, one of the, I'm not sure who it was, but one of the Democrat committee chairs says, so you did not transition in the state of Texas? And she said, well, no. Did you detransition in the state of Texas? She said, no, I did not. This actually happened in California. But puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones are the same all across the board. I now live in Texas, and I came here to share my story of what can happen. And they completely dismissed her and invalidated her simply because she wasn't even, this did not even occur in so, so, so the out So the out-of-state doctor gets two hours to talk and gets praised because she's potentially, or this doctor's potentially gonna make millions on the trans kid surgeries. But when an actual detransitioner is speaking on the actual issue, so you could say, okay, there's interest in the doctor performing the surgeries. Well, there's interest in the detransitioner as well, warning about the, the side effects and the lifelong impacts. But that person from out of state, you're discounted, your opinion doesn't count, you're out of state. But the doctor who's set to make millions on these surgeries, that opinion is good even though it's out of state. Yes. Okay. Yes. It was, it was very, um, the whole thing was a very much an emotional roller coaster. Um, watching children come up there with their parents, there were two little boys. I will say they're little boys. They presented as girls because they wore dresses, uh, came up towards the end. It was almost midnight at that point to talk about how 
uh, you don't get the right to tell me who I want to be. And, you know, it was obvious you could tell that their speeches were written by their parents. Um, I actually did not even get to speak. I was never called on. Um, uh, Kevin Witt was not called on. Tracy Shannon was not called on. Um, but what was very interesting to me is that I did not see very many children there. I paid very close attention to my surroundings and everybody I saw. I tried to talk to some people, even though the majority of them were not approachable. Um, but I, those two children were the only two children that I actually saw for the, for the, the majority of the end of the day.